The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. If you're some What it is, what it do, welcome to the One Fall Podcast on Stick Boy and We Talk. Joshua Adam William Armstrong with the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson. Nothing happened in wrestling. There's nothing interesting in pro wrestling. It's boring. There's nothing, nothing crazy or wild has happened in the last week, oh week God. and a half. Oh nothing. God. Nothing. So, I mean, first of all, I apologize whenever we're, we don't come with these one falls as much as we should. And we're going to try our, our darndest to keep them going. But this week in particular, Joel, it was just so banana that we had to come back. John Cena returned to maybe the biggest ovation, biggest pop we've heard since Stone Cold. And that's not the biggest story of the week. And so and WWE had a great pay-per-view. And they had a pretty good run tonight. But that's not the biggest story of the week. It was Impact that had the biggest story of the week. And we got to start an Impact. Um, so here's the thing. So any, any long-time listeners out there know that me and Joshua, Adam William, <laughs> I was not here, constantly, constantly predict the death of Impact. We were picking the bones like buzzards. <laughs> that grave every three months. Let's look at the roster. Who can go where? And, and not only that, but there was a point where we were like, just kill it. Just kill it. Just kill it. It's a zombie. Just shoot it in the brains. It's it keeps coming back to life somehow some freaking way it keeps coming back and yeah. you know what it's a damn good thing it did yeah. and what Scott Demore and Don Callis have been able to do especially in repairing that New Japan relationship between Impact mm-hmm. has made a big difference in the world now I don't think Impact's roster is going to set the world on fire by no stretch of the imagination I don't think they're going to set the world on fire. But no. this coalition of pro wrestling with companies like Ring of Honor, uh, AEW, Impact Wrestling, TNA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, I'm sure there's a few AAA. others, AAA, uh, you, you suddenly have the landscape feels a little bit like akin to the territory days where guys can float. I mean, you look at Kenny Omega and the belt collector storyline. This is the best state I think pro wrestling has been in a long time. Since I know 1997. Some pe- I, I know some people, some people out there, some of you lovely listeners may be saying that pro wrestling is dead. Pro wrestling nope. sucks. This indie crap sucks. Everything sucks. We need to go back to Mid-South. That's the only way that pro wrestling can be great again? Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're wrong. I will disagree with you. Until the my dying breath, this is the best state pro wrestling has been in a very, very long time. 97 is probably correct. Yeah. Uh, you look at it. The, no one, no one knew that Jay White was showing up at Slammiversary. No one. Nope. And now you have... 
Jay White stare down with Kenny Omega, which, by the way, fun fact for everyone, Kenny Omega is one championship away from being a Grand Slam champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Joshua, Ar- Joshua Arbuthnot, what is the title he is missing? That would be the Never. And who, who, who holds the who? Never open weight? Oh, that'd be, op- be a certain uh, New Zealand switchblade. Man, and you could just feel, you could just feel it and like, that's, that's a matchup I want to see. That's, that's money. And I don't know what show you do it on. I mean, you can do it on Impact. If I'm New Japan and I'm AEW, I'm making a push for that to eat, to that to potentially be on a New Japan of America pay-per-view or an AEW Dynamite. Because you want to get as many eyeballs on there. If I'm if I'm New Japan, I want that match uh, on Dynamite. That'll maximize yeah. the amount of eyeballs you get. I agree. It, it, here's the thing too: with just uh, this week, you know, there was two stories that I could you could tell like how big of a deal they were just by people that don't normally follow those things that would contact me. One was this Carey Price thing that's going on with the expansion draft, where I have people on my basketball text chain asking me about Carey Price, which I didn't expect. And much like in that basketball text chain I have and a few other text chains, I had people share this clip of Bound for Glory for me. People that don't even know anything about New Japan or AAA or anything and been like, holy hell, what's going on with this wrestling super show? And why is WWE not a part of it? Because that's, that's what the casual fan was asking this week. The, the nerd, the smart fan, Joel and I, were hyperventilating and being like, I know I said I didn't really want to travel to the States during COVID, you know, with it buttering out, but man, Vegas kind of looks good right now. So I've gone back and forth because unfortunately Vegas is a COVID hotspot right now and the States are not looking pretty. So of course a big super show is in the place that is potentially to still be a COVID hotspot. I don't think I will be going to see this show, but but and this is a this is a nice little but. Uh, it you could twist my arm and you could make me think again. And I'm sure that they are going to make you think again when they had the the names pop up of all these promotions flashing. You're like, man, like this is money. This is this is how these little promotions that took a bit more of a beating than an AEW are going to survive and thrive. Is you do a couple super shows, you start making a little bit of money, you have other guys show up in other places. I'd still love to see Kenny show up in NWA, and I'm sure you could probably get people. You could get people bought into a Cody versus Nick Aldis. Honestly, if I'm if I'm future planning right now, I would go Black beats Cody. Cody can go away from AEW for a little bit. He could probably go do. Uh, build towards a match with Nick Aldis. Unless you mm-hmm. want to do Nick Aldis in AEW. I think... Is Nick Aldis done... Like because he, he's had that title now for over a thousand days, right? That is correct. And was it... So it was Cody was the last person that he beat for it. Yes. Yes, yes, After yes, losing Cody. it to Cody. After losing it. So before that, he's had whatever it was before that. It's almost been, what, 1,500 days? And the only person in that time he lost to was Cody? Yeah. So you could... That's you mental... 
you could absolutely get you could revisit those um that storyline absolutely mm-hmm. easy simple um and nwa is a part of the impact stuff like this mm-hmm. is like who would have imagined Slammiversary, Slammiversary would feature NWA talent facing off against uh, someone that is doing stuff with Ring of Honor, and then your main event is the Impact Champion, who's an AEW guy, taking on your an Impact Challenger, winning, successfully retaining the title again, and then having a stare down with a New Japan talent. And, like, here's the thing. The biggest pop of the, the in the last two weeks, and probably since Austin at uh, uh, Texas WrestleMania in Texas, uh, the Cena had the biggest pop of this week. But I think yeah. the biggest story in pro wrestling is this Super Show, and is what these these other smaller promotions are doing because WWE is the big dog, but they aren't going to play nice. It's very, very, very clear that anyone that goes, well, WWE can still partner up with New Japan, I think those conversations are long dead, and rightfully yeah. so. Uh, and It's going to take something massive for Vince and WWE to play ball. Quite frankly, it may take till Vince is gone for them to consider doing something yeah. like this. Yeah. I I long said to you, I think it would be great, especially after COVID, if everyone got together and did like a big show at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. WWE, AEW, New Japan. Everyone came together and put something. And you on. donated the money to first responders. It would be great PR. It would make everyone look good. You could get a couple dream matches off the off your bucket list that people have been clamoring for. Basically, your main event is what. Kenny and Roman? Kenny and Roman or Cena Tanahashi. You do Kenny and Roman and they go to a 30 minute time limit draw. Yeah. No one or loses. You a- or you can do AJ and, and Kenny even. You could do that too. You could do that too. It would depend on it probably be the way that they would want to go. Cena and Tanahashi, you could do one of those matches is ending a time limit draw, and I don't think anyone would complain. No. Because well, I mean you You've got to see the two of these. You you got to see something you never thought you'd see. Donate the proceeds so it's not about money. The creative would probably be the trickiest part, but do a mixed tag. By the way, I do a mixed tag of Cole and Britt against Charlotte and um, Andrade. Oh yeah, easy, easy. The you're literally printing money. You're printing money for a, a charity of your choice. Yeah. So. And you could do uh, Orange Cassidy uh, versus Minoru uh, Suzuki. Or Danhausen. Danhausen. Uh, I would have Danhausen take on Brock Lesnar personally. I want Danhausen to meet Santino as well. Or The Undertaker. No, Kane. He has to meet Kane. That's hey. a hero. He he is he, he wants to show him how evil he is and his teeth collection. Very nice, very evil. He's I, I think this is one of my favorite things that you've discovered in the little <laughs> mini hiatus between the podcast and just yeah. discovering Danhausen. Yes, it's right up my avenue. <laughs> it's right up my avenue. But no, I mean, I, I was able to watch uh, Slammiversary, and when I saw that graph, my jaw just hit the floor. 
And I mean, a few people I've sent it to, and I'm interested in your, in your kind of thoughts on this. I'm just like, well, it's just Impact. It'll be an Impact show with just like a few special appearances. I'm like, I don't know, man. I actually think it's a super show. I don't think they would have flashed it unless they had yeah. something in the works. I don't think you're going to see like balls to the wall for everyone. But you're going to have... Kenny's definitely going to be there. That's arguably one of your biggest guys. Uh, Sammy Callahan, John Moxley have a connection. So you never know. Mox could be... And Mox is from Vegas. So Moxley mm-hmm. is definitely a possibility. And we've definitely heard the reaction Moxley has gotten over the last little bit. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, Carl Anderson just wrestled his first New Japan match on AEW Dynamite against John Moxley. Yeah. Like... As like and watching those clips of all the stuff that uh, man that I love I love that match just purely for the 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 package that they played before where they showed uh, Carl Carl Anderson and all the stuff he did and you got to see the debut of a uh, AJ Styles and Okada on uh, Dynamite. This is true. Do you, and so I don't think Okada will be on that show though. No, uh, Japan's definitely not in a great state right now, COVID-wise, which sucks. As we've seen with with what the Olympics is going through right now. Well, I mean, they already have a positive... They have one positive case in the athletes' village? Three, no. It doesn't take much. This spreads like wildfire. Team Canada women are going, and I have contact with the women's coach. They um, They seem optimistic. I'll say that. The women seem optimistic right now. Oh, I mean, I hope everything works out. I really and truly do. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's going to be a bit of a gamble. So I don't think we're going to see too many. I think this is going to keep more the the guys that were that live in North America busy and give yeah. them stuff to do. Um, and this is probably the reason we're, we're not going to go to Vegas because my reason was I wanted to see Okada. Yeah, I Okada. We had this conversation. There are the there are the three the the three big draws in pro wrestling right now, and it's uh well four. We'll go with four. four. We'll go and maybe no particular maybe five. We'll go with four for now. Uh, the four right now are Kenny Omega, yeah, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks mm-hmm. and Kazushka Okada. And then maybe Becky. We'll see. And then, and I think that crowd made it very loud and clear that even when she's at home breastfeeding, the crowd yes, wants her there. Yeah, she's breastfeeding. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think those are the big ones. I mean, uh, although Adam Hangman Page, I think we may have to put on that, by the way. Man, that, I know we're all over the place, but there's been so much going on. And it's I mean, just, we haven't done a solid pod in a while like we'll be more weekly as we go on but right now it's just really hard to dictate everything you know well hangman like hangman like that segment anyone that can sit there and go well hangman shouldn't win the title he's not over he's not a main event lover talent very clearly made by that audience and that's the one thing where people are like oh you should ignore the audience you should focus on just the in ring and doesn't matter what the audience wants it's like who says that? The audience wants it. Give it to them. Give them what they want. You're in the business of entertaining. Well, WWE doesn't care because Naomi had one of the biggest pops last night. Was not Raw at all tonight. God damn it, pal! Let's not follow up with this. Uh, but yeah, so as far as the Super Show goes, it's very exciting. 
Very good by Slammiversary by Impact to at least get some buzz. Uh, I think they did a good job with the returns. Uh, you know, no way's no way's no way Jose. I wish he had a different gimmick than doing the Congo line, but hey, whatever works for him. It was really fun to see Chelsea Greenback, the Canadian Destroyer Sheep, is nuts. But the PD, did you see the PD Williams one yet? Yes, I did. It that was bonkers. I thought I thought uh, Slammiversary put on a really fun show. Uh, it was good to see Chelsea and Matt Cardona, and they kind of against Emma. That was kind of a, a cheeky situation there with the, the history there of uh, Cardona. And I'm glad that, you know, <clears throat> that Emma was, um, well, I guess Tennille Dashwood was, you know, mature enough to kind of be in a situation with her ex and her ex's fiance. I know it's been a few years, but that's always going to be an awkward situation, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I give Tennille credit because, I mean, he was with Emma and Tennille, like with, with Tennille and the next woman he was with was Chelsea Green. So, you know, credit to her for being mature. Um, Kenny and Sammy was really good. Uh, Paul like, mentioned this, and I agree with him. It, it's too bad. Like, the, one of the things that made Money in the Bank so good was the crowd and how big the crowd was. And for the Sammy and the Kenny match, it was a great match, and I recommend it. But Impact had such a smaller crowd. And for some of those hardcore matches, you need a bigger crowd for the reactions for the, some of those matches. And I think it's one of those things when we had the barbed wire death match that, you know, kind of did hurt it was we didn't have all the fans in attendance that we would have liked to have for the barbed wire match. And same yeah. with the Sammy Callahan match last night. So a few things there. But I, I thought, you know, great great show by Impact. And uh, I think this partnership with uh, AEW has been nothing but good for them. And they've been more than just a developmental system. They've kind of been able to find their own traction as they go forward. And whoever does be Kenny for the belt, that's just only going to elevate them as whenever this partnership kind of splits it, I think it put impact into a great position. It absolutely does. And one of the things that I would be thinking if I was Tony Khan was even with Kenny loses, you can still do little things here and there and you can still have little, little things here and there that you can sprinkle in because you can send like a guy that's like, okay, well we don't have much, for Guevara right now. And I know that the things were a little testy there between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's... Uh, it, it, you, you could send talent like a Sammy Guevara over. And you could have them do stuff in Impact for a little bit. And so it ju- I think it just benefits everyone greatly to have uh, a, a, a nice bridge between everyone. Because you can do... I think some really neat attitude era type stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, really good job by impact this week. Super show is super exciting. I wish somehow WWE could, you know, smarten themselves up and kind of be part of this. But as long as there's VKM, we're not going to have that. But uh, overall, really fun week there. Um, before we get to WWE of all, just let's kind of talk about uh, AW from this week. And I, I think, again, there's just that main thing with the hangman and that Kenny segment, like you're talking about one of the best segments of the year. And, uh, you know, just a, just a great week for AW, Joel, um, with the tickets for Arthur Ashe stadium uh, being wild. Uh, the rating was one of the best ratings they've ever had, if not the best rating they've ever had. And then just a great buildup for everything with hangman. AW just seems to be clicking on all cylinders right now. Oh, they are the single hottest wrestling promotion in the world right now. Mm -hmm. There's no one hotter from top to bottom than All Elite 
wrestling. Because no. you can look at it, you watch the three hours of Raw. I watched the three hours of Raw. First time in a long time, I watched all three hours. And there are pockets where you're really interested in things, and then there's a lot of lull, where you're like, eh, 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 eh. Oh, 24-7 title, eh. Oh, oh, here's Bill. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Oh, the crazy ending to Monday Night Raw. The two hours that AEW gives you, and then just the extra content and a little bit of stuff that they'll show online, it's just like, this flies by. I am like, wait, an hour and a half already flew by of content? Holy crap. Like, I watched uh, two weeks of Dynamite back-to-back, and it didn't feel like I was sitting there for three hours. It zipped by for me. Yeah. And so they've done a great job. They've done a great job. Uh, They deserve the ratings they're getting. Darby Allin is a madman. Uh, Ethan Page feels like a guy that is going to be a star for AEW. Uh, And Hangman Adam Page... Man, I'm going to let you talk about that segment because I will go off on several tangents about this segment, but I'll let you go first. I just think the way that the Bucks, Kenny, they have portrayed being heels to this extent level now. I love all the little niches of them being a heel, right? Of the very 80s heels. And I think it's for a point, right? They're just over-embellishing everything about themselves right now, right? And... They're, they're kind of becoming Hollywood and bigger than the britches of what the elite actually is. And then you have Hayman, who's just down to earth. And I think that's one thing that um, uh, the, what's the, what's the group again? I forgot the group. Uh, the Dark the Order. Dark Order. Dark Order. But the Dark Order kind of feels like that now, just down to earth people with Johnny and Uno and everyone in there. Uh, and just the buildup of this was the guy that used to be associated with these guys. They turned their back on him. And then kind of using the embellishment of the alcohol that he's had. Uh, I thought, I think it was Matt that was in there. Matt just really extinguished his character to a full max against him. And then the buildup with Kenny. And Kenny just, Kenny has just been so good at being this cocky little shit eel. And you just want to see Hangman hit him with that lariat and win the title. It's everything built up. I don't know if he's going to, but one way or another in that match, someone is kicking out of either one win angel or out of that lariat, and that place is going to go banana. Oh, man. I want to be there because the pop, the reaction, the electricity that will be surging through Chicago will be just incredible. It will not compare to the Cena pop, and I don't think we should try to compare it to that Cena pop. No, Cena, stop doing that. But by the way, WWE has been good for two weeks now. Let's be happy WWE is good. Let's be happy AW is fantastic. Let's just enjoy everything. Oh, Sam, that's the thing, and I, I think, I think there will be some people going like, "Oh, that wasn't as big as Cena's pop." But the reality is, where Kenny and Hangman are in their careers is vastly different to where Cena is, and the where they are and that's perfectly okay you don't get to cena's level like that wwe wishes a certain uh head of the table would have done this look at split but it takes work and a heel turn and knowing how to book your talent but i'll, I'll rant mm-hmm. about that another day uh but man having 
is going to be molten hot in Chicago. That is going to be a must-see pay-per-view live. I don't care what shift I'm working. I have to see that match live and in color because it is it is the most I think it's the most anticipated match of 2021. I think it's more anticipated than Roman than and Cena because I feel like we kind of have an idea how Roman and Cena are going to end. And yeah. I don't think Cena is going to be there for a long time. Whereas this one has big implications to where the rest of 2021 is I think the more anticipated match in that pay-per-view will be Bianca Sasha too, honestly. But I don't even, and some people have debated, I know we're talking about AW. would you do Bianca Sasha too, or would you hold it off for next Mania? I'd hold it off. I'd hold it off. I think you gotta, I, 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 you mentioned Sasha and Bianca too, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. You don't have a lot of talent, but I also don't want to keep dipping into that well. We well, have you four... have the history there, right? It's better to build it up like this was historic last year, and Sasha with a rematch and whatnot. Oh, I, I think building up long-term is better than getting the short-term yeah. benefit. Well, that's what we saw with this Hangman and Kenny thing, right? We've been building up and building up and building up, and we've been knowing this was coming for All Out and hoping that it was coming for All Out, and here it is. Yeah, it's... 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 I'm... I am... I am fully on the hype train. I'm. I'm ready to go. Let's get to let's get to September fifth. Let's fucking go. I agree. I just think AW. I mean the Macal the Malachi Black stuff. I think is good. Uh, I think every the Jericho and the the Inner Circle stuff and everything there has been good. Just and you know they mentioned the stuff with Darby and it's the thing you watch WWE tonight. And I I don't want to be critical of WWE. I really don't. But you look at where they are for pushing young talent right and they just haven't done i mean we kind of saw with carrying cross tonight for example and to be not that carrying cross is particularly young but they have slowly booked up to have guys like jungle boy like derby allen like scorpio sky like you know those two in particular like jungle boy and darby that have been there since day one and they've slowly built them slowly built them to the point now that jungle boy had a no not phenomenal match with Kenny Omega and people really look at him now as a guy that can win the title of one day. And Darby has arguably been the best ratings draw for the company. He's their sting in Jeff Hardy. They yeah. found their sting in Jeff Hardy. And I will tell you, I will bet all the money I got in my bank account that WWE would have taken Darby and he would not be where he is uh, Zero today. Chance. I don't think Darby would be in the company. If, if Let's say AW didn't exist. It would have just been a random guy in a cut. I don't even think his his even with Hunter, I don't think it could have worked in NXT. I just think he had to hundred percent be himself with no WWE direction. That's like Dan Housen will be like too. That's why I don't think Dan Housen can go anywhere but AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact. Yeah. There's he has something to be himself. Yeah. And that's that's a bad thing for WWE is when you have guys that could be molten hot. Like, can you imagine like having this version of Darby Allen and have him face off with someone like Cena. Like the bumps Darby could do for Cena would be incredible. Yeah. And like you, you, he, it would be great. It would be like Jeff versus Hunter or Jeff versus edge. Mm -hmm. Like 
you could have star making moments there. I'm not saying that WWE doesn't have stars, but you have you can't be too out there. Like I think the fir- the guy that they have in WWE that's kind of the the most out there right now is Riddle. And Riddle's not overly out there. The the kind of the stoner kind of character uh it seems to be working right now and the the stoners are a lot more acceptable cuz weed is legal in most places mm-hmm. uh as it should. Um so Riddle works and he's not but Darby's really out there. Darby's an odd an odd fellow and he's small. So he's got two strikes against him that Dunn and Vince probably wouldn't like. Jungle Boy would be considered too small. Uh I think Sammy Guevara would be considered too small. I think Sammy MJF. Works. I think MGF I think would have cracked through. I think he would have cracked through at a mid card level. Because I think they would have started really structuring how his promos i think the best mjf is the one that can shoot shoot from the hip so it's 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 this young crop of talent that aw has that they're consistently showcasing and you look at uh their main events that have drawn ratings ethan page and darby allen were not ever in wwe no kenny omega and jungle boy Never in WWE. So this narrative that there are just a bunch of WWE rejects all getting together and being like, screw you, Vince, like Impact would do back in the day, it's not an accurate story at all. And I mean, the guys that there are taking from WWE, they're making them better for the most part. There are a few little misfires. No company is perfect. No company will ever be perfect. But uh, and the two that come to mind right now for me are is, uh, Mr. Brody Lee and Miro, God's favorite yeah. champion. That gimmick is money. I want a shirt that says God fit God's favorite champion. I think that is that is such a great slogan. Just a great great look. The Redeemer. It, it it's money. You're printing money with Miro right now. Sure why, couldn't, why couldn't you do that in WWE? Malachi Black, why couldn't you? Why did you could be doing this with him in WWE? Andrade, you could be doing this with it's WWE had a really they good were doing week. it with Malachi Black, they had a feud and everything. They like you, WWE had a good week and has had a good couple weeks, but. They're gonna revert back to what they are, because they always do. They always revert, and that would cause te- uh, tepidation with stuff. Being like, "This is really good, but I don't want to get too invested in this because they're gonna screw me over again." And it's it's one of those things that hurts WWE product because you've been conditioned to be like, "Oh, I'm... so Vince, when are you pulling the rug out from under me?" That's mm-hmm. what fans are waiting for. And Unfortunately, yeah. AEW doesn't have that, and they, I don't know if they ever will. They they might. I can't predict the future, but WWE could be better, and I want WWE to be better. I want them to continue to be better. Having a guy like Keith, and it was Lee, a good week. And it was a good week. It was a good two weeks for them. It, it's a good two weeks, but you know what? I want a good fifty-two weeks. Or a good, 50. and it's going to be a good. It's. It, I mean, look. 
let's get into so aw you're great and yeah you're like you said it's a good 252 weeks but let's get into the SummerSlam card and let's get into raw we'll get we'll talk about money in the bank but since it's just fresh is what the hell <laughs> the charlotte thing it's getting stupid it's getting stupid joel she's gotta be she's gotta be close to being done right so I looked it up. I don't think she's had any title reign longer than a month. They just want her to 16. That It's not about the length. It's about the number. So Nikki Ash wins tonight. It's Nikki A.S. Edge, but it's just easy to say Nikki Ash, right? Uh, and look, I think we're all really happy. Joel and I, we never got to be on the show when the Nikki gimmick happened. First, we're like, what the hell? Then you kind of find Nikki did it. And then I'm like, hey, like, she can get it over. All power to her. Hurricane got over, and Rosie got over, and Mighty Molly got over. So I'm not going to sit here and and criticize her at all. Superhero in training. Superhero in training. Shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and and criticize anything. If if you can get your gimmick over, get your gimmick over. Congratulations. And she did. And it was her idea. And it was kind of a last ditch. And she wasn't getting booked. And now she's the champion. So that's awesome for her. But it kind of, like put a little bit of ink in the ointment for I wouldn't have done it until after SummerSlam because now I don't really know like you, you kind of had a direction of where SummerSlam was going and I think we're all kind of like okay like none of us really want to see Charlotte and Becky again but I'm like oh, I can get behind it it's been a while since we've seen Becky and it'll be good now I I have no direction where that's going I mean it, it's a nice little pop to say like hey we're back and we did a cash in and everything like that but I, I, I look, I'm really happy for Nikki Cross. She's a really hard worker and and all of that. But I, I, I'm very mixed on the reaction to the to the cash in tonight. Uh, so here's the thing. You have that moment. It's great. You have her probably face off with Charlotte SummerSlam. That's the easy match. Uh, I think Becky's going to be tied in with SmackDown because of. So you Uber. think she's going to go for Bianca then? I wonder if Sasha's going to be taking a little break. And I don't think that's a terrible thing. I don't think that's a terrible thing. Sometimes or Sasha go, facing Cardi like we thought. That could be it. That could be it. They better get on that really quick to get that match going. Because you, you mentioned Cardi B. That draws in a very casual audience. By the way, Mandalorian, which we didn't think was shooting till next year, it started shooting this week now. Oh, that's interesting that they bumped it up like that. So, well, no, Pedro you know what? Quali is doing both. He's doing Last of Us and this at the same time. So that's interesting because if if that if that is the case, then that well, that, I guess that makes sense because they would start shooting now, have everything ready for what was rumored to be a January release date. Yeah, and it seems like that's going to be a lot of Mandalore. So for the the you know Star Wars nerds like me and Joel, uh, if it's on Mandalore, that's going to be a lot of Sasha and Costa Reeves. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe she is taking a hiatus, and maybe it is Becky and Bianca, and then we're just doing the triple threat with the with the three women and uh, Nikki Ash and Riley and Charlotte, and maybe they're going to put her on SmackDown. And do the one with because there's no Bailey anymore, right? And if it's not Sasha, and like we were saying, like maybe you want to save Sasha for Bianca, maybe it is Becky. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Becky doesn't beat her. Becky doesn't have to beat her. 
it makes it and in some ways I actually would have Bianca beat Becky because I think Bianca needs to win a lot more than Becky needs to have the title coming back. I uh, yeah. I you you're in a you're you have a very thin division. Like you have some people that you can bring in that you can establish, but establishing someone always takes time. You no one comes in with instant credibility. Lord knows the women the, the crowd wants Naomi. That was maybe the third biggest pop of the night last night. So that's and, that's an avenue that you like if this was AEW, it'd be like, oh yeah, and I, they're going to start doing stuff with Naomi because the crowd reacted. They pay yeah. attention. You you have to hear the reaction. Like, man, John Morrison, I would be pushing him. I would absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I I turn him face and I take Johnny Drip Drip and we'll uh, what was it? America's most moist or most, yeah. something along that line. It's just stupid thing. Like it's the stupid stuff that works in wrestling. Wrestling is scripted fighting. Like it's it's dumb. Pro wrestling's dumb, Josh. But it's great and I love it. So mm-hmm. embrace the the absurdity. Embrace the uh, not everything has to be Bret Hart, serious, clinic. Sometimes you need the the stuff like the Morrisons because it then it makes the stuff that Brett did stand out that much more. Sure does. So go in on this, have fun with it. T- see Naomi's working, push her, push her, have her have a feud with Bianca. You can figure out a story. You hire all these writers. You can figure something out. The crowd wants it. You know, the crowd wants it. And look, you and I have been very. I'm not going to change my position. I've never really gotten the Naomi thing. I don't, you know, I think she's an okay in ring. I don't think she's a very good promo. Uh, but, you know, if you wanted to have her win and then, you know, be part of the bloodline or something, I think that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, whether I get it or not, the crowd really likes it. A lot. That's all that matters. And that's all that matters. So the crowd really wanted Naomi to win yesterday. Uh, and they wanted Liv to win, too. So Liv's another choice also for Bianca, right? Yeah. So, so SmackDown actually has a lot more choices than Raw does. The Raw division is really weak. I mean, I was actually kind of happy for a second when it looked like Shayna was going to turn on Nia or vice versa. I'm like, oh, well, then at least Shayna can go face Charlotte or something. And we can get Baszler going in her single run, but they're going to stay in their tag title thing. And I think we'll get like a three-way with Tegan and Shotzi against Natty and Tamina for the tag titles. And, and presumably, I would say that's the opening match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, look, I think neither one of us are going to play, and I think Nikki, you know, it's just, you, you've seen the hard work she put in, and she put, obviously, a lot of work into this this gimmick. So that's great. I'm really happy for her, but it's just, like, very interesting now where the dominoes fall for the women's division. Yeah. Uh, for all we know, Charlotte could win the title back at SummerSlam. Yeah. So, or, or next week. Got to get to 716, Josh. That's what a lot of people were saying. It's like, well, Charlotte's winning the title back next week. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'll be a SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just think it's... You've done a disservice to to your roster where you put it in a place where you're like, we're just looking to get to a number. You should be looking to get to a number. You should be looking for a story. 
And the yeah. story can be uh, one of the cruxes to Charlotte's story can obviously be getting to sixteen, but you can tell a freaking story there. Uh, and I mean, because someone pointed out that uh, they had not talked about Nikki at all. And I was like, huh? For what? For what? Uh, winning the Money in the Bank? Yeah, they didn't talk about it at all uh, tonight on Raw. So you're kind of like, huh, okay, cool, 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 cool. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, and it is just, uh, ah, we'll reward the crowd. It's just like the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, but it's, but you, but Nikki, how, how new is this character? Like, I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I think there's some questionable choices. I didn't like the cross, cross getting the loss. Uh, that was Jeff's- bad. That was rude. Yeah, and everyone's happy to have... And I think it's like, they're like, well, everyone wants Jeff to come back. It's like, yeah, but not like that. It's, it is kind of funny. Like, if I was WWE booking, I'd be like, I hate you guys so much because you confuse me. It's like, we want Nikki Cross to be champion. Well, not like that, though. We want I- Jeff Hardy, but not like that, though. And like if if I'm WWE, I go okay. Jeff versus Cross makes no sense because Jeff getting he'll have his music, he'll get a win. He will have him face some talent from main event. Have him face a jobber, and have Jeff get a win. Jeff looks great, and then we can move forward. Uh, Cross faces another jobber, looks really good. See all his, he can showcase everything that he's done in NXT. Crowd, you start getting familiar with him. You start building him up. With Nikki, man, save that for SummerSlam. Be a yeah. great moment at SummerSlam. It's just like even, I wasn't big on Keith Lee versus Bobby. Like no. I think it was nice. It's really nice to see Keith Lee, but now the bloom has already been picked off. Keith Lee challenging for the title. You've yep. you've effectively killed off Keith Lee challenging for the title for the next six months. Because oh, all I'm going to do at SummerSlam, he's not going to face Sheamus. That's that's Priest. So what's Keith Lee's promo? Just keep him off the TV longer at that point, right? Yeah, figure out figure figure out a story. It's great to see him back, but you sometimes you've got to stop for a second. And go okay, what's the angle that we go with here? I agree. I I think sometimes you can overthink things a little bit. Yeah, it's great to have Keith Lee and you know, he had a competitive match against Bobby at the very least, so that's good, right? But I also think that kind of defeats the purpose of everything you just did with Bobby. Right? Yeah. Like you just had him destroy, you know, destroy Kofi and the entire reason for that is like nobody can beat him. He is undefeatable. Like no one is touching Bobby Lashley right now. And that's when then you that's when you bring Goldberg out there. But then you have him go fifty fifty with Keith, and then he gets the win. It's like no, you just beat Kofi up. You can have like no one can beat him right now. There was no like you should if anything, you know, have Monsoor or whatever geek in the back come back, and then it's just another destroying of Bobby. Is it like I showed, or it should have been Woods realistically, right? To get the win back. Yeah. So I was a little bit disappointed in that booking because I really liked the booking for Bobby last night. Yeah. I mean, you could have done Mustafa Ali. You could have done anything. Yeah. You could have literally done anything. 
uh, and protected because Keith Lee's an asset. Yes. To me, like we always talk about asset management and we, we compare WWE to sports and look at like your prospect pool. But the other thing that we look at, especially heading in with this Seattle Kraken, is asset management. How did you manage your asset at Keith Lee? Well, you had him debut cold. Everyone's kind of forgotten his theme song, so he didn't really get that big of a reaction. Uh, he came out, once people figured out it was Keith Lee, he got a nice reaction. But the Bask in His Glory song didn't quite get to where you'd want it to be. I mean, you could have done a promo, being like, Keith Lee returns next week, or in two weeks, Keith Lee returns. Or yeah. Keith Lee returns at SummerSlam for a match. Isn't this Mo's thing of always like wanting some vignettes beforehand instead of just you know blowing your load on surprises all the time? Yeah, because uh, you can't. Like sometimes you got like Malachi Black. That's a nice surprise you do, and the crowd was molten hot for it. But he was a name that had been long rumored. You had your first real show. It worked. But it, he could have, like, if you had him just pop up, a crowd, and and he had been gone for those 90 days, it might have been a little cold for Malachi Black. Uh, Keith Lee has been out of people's minds for months. There are points where you forget he's even a WWE star because yeah. he's been gone for so long. And you, you hope that whatever his health conditions were, whatever kept him out for that long... It's all been resolved, and he's all good to go. But Keith Lee's a guy that you look at and you go, this is an asset to our company. He's a very good asset. He has a great look. He, well, a unique, different, great look, athletic. is charismatic. You can do a lot with him. Let's have some vignettes. Let's have a little bit of promo time with him. Have him sit down, cut a couple promos. Say that he'll wrestle someone at SummerSlam. He'll be the opening match at SummerSlam. So everyone knows that Keith Lee's there and going to be the opening match. You plant little seeds out there. You have him wrestle some jobber, some cruiserweight guy, or a big guy. You could have him wrestle a big guy so that it looks like, oh, Keith Lee's in a little bit of trouble. And then we all bask in his glory. Great debut. Everyone's reminded of who Keith Lee is. And then you're like, okay. Keith Lee versus Sheamus, let's go. Or Keith Lee versus whoever has the U.S. title. Because, again, you don't want to push him right to the main event. But him losing to Bobby makes him go, well, okay, well, I don't think he'd beat Sheamus either. Like, he kind of feels like a nothing talent in one night. Maybe that's being a little overdramatic, but uh, I feel like they have, they shot, they, they showed a level of mismanagement. Well, dude, guess who wasn't on the show tonight after a great month of booking? Ricochet. Yeah. A great month of booking. And now it's like, nah, we're good. You could have had him versus Bobby. Yep. Yep. Because you just could have had a good showing and said, like, whatever. Had a great showing. Couldn't get it. But still looked good. I don't think Keith, I think Keith Lee looked okay. But I don't think Keith Lee looked against Bobby I don't think he I don't think Bobby it never felt like Bobby was in any real danger no no I I, I did think it was pointless to have a match because you should have sat on the Kofi match from last night that should have yeah. been the thing you sat on was he destroyed Kofi and you sat on that and 
I, you know, even with the ricochet thing, it's like, well, maybe, you know, if you don't have anything for him, then just don't book him. Sometimes I, I think out of sight, out of mind is better than, than anything. Right. And I think, you know, they kind of had that with the carrying cross thing tonight too. It's like, you can only get one debut. That's, that's the thing with wrestling. Right. And, and look, who knows? Like Charlotte lost in two minutes to Natty in her debut. So Carrion can still be really good. It's just like, this is the NXT world champion. And he just lost in two minutes to no disrespect. I mean, he lost to a former world champion. That's great. But we know where Jeff Hardy is in the card. Right. And uh, it's a company that, you know, they saw the online rea- reaction. People wanted Jeff Hardy more than anybody on the card tonight. He was the most hyped guy. So I get it. The crowd was happy there and everything like that. But again, it's like, that's not the guy that should have been facing him. That should have been Kazawa or anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But let's get to some of the happier stuff this week, Joel, because I don't want to complain about everything. Um, the, the men's money in the bank. What a great match, but what a better winner. So this is a guy that is a legit, from everything you see, a legit good human being. He has taught, he he was a strong silent type and he'd count till five in NXT and he kind of meandered around with Ziggler and AJ Lee and then he kind of went, won the IC title, teamed with Cena and again wasn't finding his footing hooked up with Woods and E. That didn't quite work. Turned them heel. They arguably are the greatest tag team in WWE history, or one of the greatest trios in WWE history. Uh, got to see one of their friends win the WWE title at WrestleMania 35. And now, after all of that, he's finally at a point where you're like, he's getting... He's getting what he deserves. They're building him up. Big E deserves all the success in the world. He doesn't need to change anything about him, his gimmick, because he's authentic. He's real. He's a real, genuine person. He is his personality cranked up 10. And we always talk about that with wrestlers, of finding something in the personality cranking up to 10. Well, this is just Big E cranked up to 10. It's what you see on the screen. He loves life. He can be serious when he needs to be. But damn it, if that, I hope that money in the bank has nothing but unicorns painted on it. Mm-hmm. This guy, anyone that sits in and goes, well, he needs to go back to being quiet and he needs to change his gimmick to win. This guy is over. This guy deserves all the success in the world. This is a guy that should be a world heavyweight champion, WWE champion, universal champion. Whatever title you have to put on the man, you put on Big E. He absolutely deserves it. Uh, he is, And he's shown nothing but talent. He has shown nothing but talent on the mic. He's shown nothing but talent in being a PR and a great face for your company. He's shown that he is a great role model for kids and the young people that watch uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. That's someone that you want your kids to look up to is Big E. Everything that he's done, everything he preaches, how he handles himself on social media, how he carries himself, everything about this Money in the Bank winner is a great, bright light 
in WWE, and I will be very, very disappointed if they fuck this up. Because Big E does not deserve yeah. to have any of this fucked up. He deserves yeah. all the success. And believe me, I, I would keep... I... I curse Bill is there because the match is Bobby and E. It's Bobby and E and Big E winning and having the moment where Woods and uh, Kofi come out and celebrate with them, with them, much like they did at WrestleMania. Have the, that's an orga- that's an organic, natural thing that would happen in any storyline of Big E winning. And the crowd would eat it up. And it'd be such a great moment. And Big E deserves all of it. He is, he is a guy... Uh, we talked about asset management on a bad side. This is asset management and going, there's something here. We should start investing in this guy. And they they absolutely are now. But John Paul kind of hit on it perfectly in the pod that they did today with Big E. Like, you went into that match and... They had the obvious guys in front of you, the Drews and the Sess, and Biggie was kind of the guy there. It's like, very, oh, maybe he could, but I'm not sure. And that's kind of the perfect spot you want that kind of guy to be in. And Nikki and Nikki Ash was kind of the same way as well. And that's kind of what you want to have. And you know, you you're gonna be able to tell this great story about him winning. And I think the best thing about Biggie is that they New Day and him still never split. And I'm really happy they still never did that. I think that's just so fantastic that we never did that. We never got the split. And I hope it stays that way. I mean, if anything, I'm really looking forward to eventually there will be the story if when E wins and then there'll just be Woods. And we get to tell that story of like, well, Kofi won, Big E won, can Woods win? And there'll be a whole kind of story that he can't win and whatnot. And I'm really excited to just the progression of where we're going. But first to see E get it and then Kofi and, and Wood being there to celebrate with him. It was great. It was a fantastic moment. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing is, we always talk about, like the one thing that always stood out when Brody passed was the outpouring of love and support. Yeah for him and on a very much more positive uh more of a a very much more positive note is you're seeing a very similar love and support being poured out for biggie winning money in the bank people saying he deserves it this is a good guy let's go Mm -hmm. and then yeah there's super pot so uh, on the charlotte and ripley side just a great match by the two of them just you know, very terrible feud, but a fantastic match between the two of them, which, again, makes the money in the bank just kind of suck. And cash in, cause we just saw this really good match. Like, I don't know if now is the right time to cash in, but I get it. It's the week back, and they want people to be excited. Uh, but the, the the thing that got the crowd most excited was John Cena returned to, like, what we said was maybe the biggest ovation, biggest pop I've heard in years. Do, 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 do. Uh, bigger than his Royal Rumble one, Joel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought so, too. There was some debate about that today. This is absolutely... This is, this is a pop you remember. Yeah. It was deafening. And credit to Roman. Like, absolutely credit to Roman being uh, a guy that has been able to get 
his gimmick mostly over to the point where people want to see a guy like Cena return. I think Cena's Cena's pop comes from nostalgia. Most of the people that were kids when Cena was running on top are now adults. And you yeah. saw that and felt that reaction. Um, big match, John is back. And he probably and he's back. a legit Hollywood superstar, too. He's in Suicide Squad, man. He's in Fast and Furious. Like, he's legit. He's a legit Hollywood superstar now. He is. This is probably his last big, big match. Yeah. Like, I figure he'll still show up and he'll still do stuff and he'll still have moments. But I think this is his last big, big. This is. Big Match John's last really big you-have-to-deliver match. I so agree. I think everything after this will be like, oh, John's there, he's wrestling so-and-so. Ah, John's lost to Seth, it's okay, because he's older, it's not, you know, it's fine. But this is like, all right, putting the money on the table... This is going to help make Roman that much more. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, I think it's credit to Roman, too, with everything that Roman's been able to build up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it makes you nostalgic for John Cena. It really, yeah. really makes you nostalgic. Uh, there's no one quite like John in professional wrestling that has control of the crowd the way he does. We're all we're, we're puppets in his hands. We saw He's, it tonight again. Yep, he knows he knows how to pull on your strings. We saw that WWE obviously very much values Matt Riddle. He very much there's a re, there's a very good reason why he got the rub that he did. I'm yawning now. Uh, three hours of raw make me tired sometimes. <laughs> I think they make anyone tired. Uh, I mean, and with Riddle, like, we should say the lawsuit got dropped this week. And, you know, I still don't know how to feel about the guy. It's, it's, I, I think those allegations were warranted for a very legit reason. And I, I will, will never know why that, the, it was dropped. But I think we have to, I, I don't know what else to think about him, but it, it, it was part of the news this week. But, I will say this just as, as in inside the ring, not as a person, because I'm still very skeptical as the person, but inside the ring, he has been the MVP of Raw for a lot of those segments in the ring lately, especially as a wrestler. Not as a promo, but as a wrestler. He has really shown why he is that good of a wrestler. And even getting that tease of him and Nakamura the other day is like, and even him and Seth, and I know they have their differences, but I'm like, this 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 guy, we were remembered. Like, I know we do not like him as a person. The jury is, I don't even know if it's still out on that, but it's like, man, he is a very good wrestler. And you know what? His promos have worked. They've yeah. clicked. So everything's kind of clicking together for the guy. Now it's just a matter of... It's it's really hard. It is really hard because you don't you don't fully know. But this guy has the potential to be the number one face of Monday Night Raw. Well, I was telling to you, I'm like, I think he might win the Rumble. It's entirely possible. It's absolutely entirely possible. 
so just to kind of wrap up here, uh, so SummerSlam card look, looks like this so far. So it looks like Cena and Roman. Looks like Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. The women's, it's a lot harder to go with. But right now, I guess the way it's going, we'd say a three-way, Rachel. Yeah. And then Becky and Bianca. Yeah. And then question mark, Sasha and Cardi B. Um, I would assume Seth and Edge, Priest and uh, Sheamus, um, Balor versus Apollo, potentially with somebody else in it, or maybe just Balor and Apollo. Yeah. My guess there. Maybe Sammy's in it. I don't know. Um, AJ and almost first Riddle and uh, Randy. Maybe the Viking Raiders are part of that as a three-way as well. Um, am I missing it, something? Uh, no, no. I don't imagine Biggie will be on the card, but he could. I mean, he could be part of. He could be part of the IC. I guess he's done with the IC. Well, the one thing is. You have Goldberg beat Bobby, and then you get Big E's dream match of Big E versus uh, Bill. That's true. That he just wants to see meat slapping together, big meaty men slapping together. I just want to see Riddle and and Goldberg. (laughs) I wonder what the situation was like backstage tonight with that. (laughs) I'm sure they were kept separate. See, and the thing is, the thing is... Regardless of what Bill says, Riddle could kill him. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I, I'm. I wonder if Bill kind of believes his own myth of of Goldberg, because Riddle could kill him. How many people legit do you think that are on the roster could beat Riddle? Gable. Just Bobby. Bobby and Gabe. Yeah. Gable would be very unlikely. Smaller guy probably would make things a little difficult, but his wrestling background could give him an edge over Riddle. Uh, Bobby, maybe, but I still think Riddle probably beats Bobby. Yeah, I mean, Riddle probably would have been a UFC champion if he was allowed to smoke weed. I I think Riddle... I'm trying to think here. Uh, like Riddle, Riddle would decimate that roster. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, like he was on path, and even Dana at one point said he was one of his better fighters, but he wasn't allowed to smoke weed, didn't like it, so he dipped. Uh, and then he picked up wrestling like fish to water. It, it, it's interesting too, just the fact that he went to WWE, and you just wonder if he would have gone to one of these other companies. How they, I mean, if I, I think AEW would have cut him though, personally. Yeah, yeah. I don't think AEW would have dealt with his shit. I think they would have cut him. But, you know, WWE stead stood by him, and he's, Riddle is an example of one of the few guys that has came from the main roster, main guys and women, that have came from the main ro- from the NXT roster and has kind of flourished right away. He's one of the few guys. That has done that. There's not a lot I can name for you, but really, he hasn't really had any blemishes. Like he came to the rain roster, and it's just kind of worked for him. Vince likes him. Yeah, I think Vince finds him funny. 
but then his in ring does a lot of the talking too, right? Like, there's no doubt that that guy is maybe the most talented guy in that roster. Yeah, yeah. We've known that for a while, but just like it, it, it the last few months with him being in the ring, it's just like, and like I don't want to praise a guy that could potentially be a rapist. So that's and again, that's the hardest part about it all. Is I don't I don't know how to how to feel about this guy now, especially with the lawsuit now dropped. It's like I I don't know. It's it's it feels dirty talking about him in a positive way. Like I almost have to like hesitate whenever I talk, and I know you do too. It's it's picking your words very carefully because you just don't know what happened on the other side of things. But it's like ah, oh, yeah. man, you. It just don't it's know. It's frustrating thing. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. But, you know, what wasn't frustrating was it was a fantastic week of pro wrestling, and we're very happy to be able to share it with you right here on One Fall. Hopefully we can co- bring you more things weekly as we go and have things a little bit more in order, but we were just really excited that, you know, come back with everything. It's going to be a very exciting Dynamite this week in a, in a big-time match. Uh, and so let's go on a positive note, Joel, and just talk about how you'd book that match. I don't know if that match is happening uh, this week or if they're going to save it for Fight for the Fallen. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, but if I'm doing it in a five-on-five match, Elite versus Dark Order, uh, so I have Kenny come out and say, I'm not competing, but I'm replacing Brandon Cutler or... Uh, uh, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, I will not be in this match, but my boys will be able to get this done, no problem. And I have the elite uh, knock Hangman out right away. Like, I have them focus on him because he's the biggest threat. A lot of double team, a lot of just swarmy heel crap that just cheese crowd off, and I have them take out a couple other guys. And I have it basically down to, like, a a three-on-one situation. Because no other team has been able to come back from a three-on-one situation. Um, And then I would have it where uh, either Evil Uno or more likely John Silver is kind of in that Dolph Ziggler role. You remember that Survivor Series where Sting helped helped him get the win? Uh, I, I would basically have Silver or Uno in the Ziggler role. And I'd have them basically do a big, gigantic comeback, have them get all these pinfalls, and just work the crowd up to uh, an incredible level. Uh, I guess it'd probably be Evil Uno, because the last thing can be Evil Uno pinning one of the Bucks. Because then it sets them up for a tag team title match. And then it it sets that up, and then... It leaves you with Hangman coming out to celebrate and the Elite looking very, very nervous and very, very unsure of where everything's going to be going. Do you think that Dark Order gets that tag match at All Out or they get that at uh, at a Dynamite? Uh, I thought Pride and Powerful was going to be the one, the next team. So, you know what? All Out will feature probably Pride and Powerful versus FTR. Right. Uh, because you want you want the Bucks to lose the title in New York. Why do you want them to lose the title in New York, Josh? Tell me why. 
because that's where pride and powerful are are from. Mm, right. So you, you have that moment. You don't do the WWE. Ah, it's your home crowd, so we're gonna bury a kid. You have you give that home. You give them that home crowd reaction. To the Bucks losing. They've had a really long reign with the titles. You can put the titles on them, and it, it's an it's. Uh, it's a natural moment that you're creating by being like, all right, well, we'll book it this way. Uh, same thing with if if you wanted to have Eddie Kingston beat Miro, which I wouldn't. If you wanted to have Eddie win, that's also the place I would do it too. And that's a dynamite, that show, right? Yep. But boy, is it going to be treated like a pay-per-view. Yeah, I wonder who Kenny... I mean, that's a match I would actually do Kenny and Switchblade, to be honest. Oh, and then, and then you can have, uh, what's the name? What's the name? You can have Brian Danielson debut. That, and that's what you said you would do. And then. Do it at Arthur Ashe. And then, I think that would be the only thing that could be compared. Brian's debut in that stadium would be the only thing that you could compare to Cena's pop. I agree. So I think the so, crowd would absolutely lose it. So there we go. And uh, I guess, you know, we kind of saw a lot of the uh, the released talent. A lot of them found their homes. Uh, last kind of news note is the Iconics technically don't have visas. So that's why you haven't seen them anywhere just yet. So we have to wait a little bit longer for Jessica McKay and Cassie Lee. But I'm sure it's only a matter of time till we see them. I absolutely agree. So... Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. And uh, make sure that you uh, follow us on uh, We Talk, on Stickboy, and Fresh Take. And uh, thanks, everyone, for following everything on the We Talk Network and us here on One Fall. And until next time, cheers and enjoy the day, people. Very, very, very evil. Is it very evil? Very good, very evil? Very good, very evil. That's, that's how we go out. Good. Mm-hmm. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>